Hello everyone, welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the newest books in the X-Men line. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by the owner of this lovely abode. Listen, this is something I want to talk to you about. I be, I'm editing these pods every week, and every week it starts the same. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by. I'm yeah. a fucking host here too, man. I'm not um, just accompanying you down your fucking road to podcast fame. So, like, okay, so when you're in a car and someone's steering, you know, driving down the road, what do you call the person in the other seat? Um, if the person was steering as much as I do on this fucking podcast, I call him the if co-driver. The per- if, that were- <laughs> if, if that person was, like, reading the, the map, because we're back in the 90s, then the, the navigator, yeah, but not the, not the driver, right? Co-pilot. Co-pilot. There's a pilot and co-pilot, just like I'm your co-host. <laughs> you're the host and i'm the co-host of the podcast that i fucking edit every week <laughs> wait you do so you're the and i'm the editor i'm a co-host and a fucking editor uh, sure you know what we're gonna leave some suspense for the 50th episode how i'm gonna address you in episode 50 have you earned the title yeah i have <laughs> i'll tell you right now i earned the title in episode one when i fucking co-hosted with you so we'll find out next week if we <laughs> We'll find out next week if your voice even makes it to the internet. <laughs> so we have, guys, here, we, we got, got so many announcements for the <laughs> the episode. It's gonna be real big. It's gonna be a real, it's gonna be a real slobber knocker as JR. Would say. And we don't have time to waste on meandering about things that don't apply to X-Men comics. But first, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan might be in AEW. We need to talk I about I keep this. hearing that rumor and I don't believe it. Uh, I believe CM Punk's going to be there since Darby Allen said, we're going to be in Chicago and I'll be there. And I don't care if you think you're the best in the world. Oh, I heard him say that too. Yeah, um, yeah. That's a thing. I think that's just trying to move some more tickets. And if shit. it is, they're going to be fucking pissed. Well, I mean, if he, CM Punk doesn't, if you don't hear a cult of personality. <laughs> what, if, what if cult of personality comes on and Bray Wyatt comes out? No, MJF. <laughs> fucking MJF, MJF. Oh, that's perfect. That is the perfect way to do it. I apologize. Comic fans don't give a fuck about wrestling, but it's our show. So, anyway. Oh, oh it is our show. I've there always said go. that. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, that part, I'm the that part is, I think. <laughs> I think that part's accurate. Um, any X-Men news that happened recently? I'll, I, I wouldn't know. I, as co-host of an X-Men podcast, I should. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what's going on out there right now. No, I don't remember. I haven't heard anything in particular. I know there's an X-Men um, side book when... Dark Ages comes out, the Tom Taylor story. But again, we don't know if that's in the yeah. main continuity or if it's his own side story. Like I didn't Tom even Taylor. know about that until uh, Ten about minutes ago. 15, 10 <laughs> minutes ago or so. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Honestly, I've been like pretty like knee deep in DC World these yeah, past couple of weeks. Pretty, pretty much whenever we were last recorded, I've been knee deep in DC after Knuckle that. Knuckle deep so. in the Batcave. Yeah, I'm just like fucking Tool songs. <laughs> I'm in the Batcave, uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm enjoying kind of catching up on DC. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, listeners, if you haven't watched that new Harlequin cartoon, which isn't that new, but you know, it's only a couple of years. Yeah. That show was fucking good. I had no idea. I thought it was just like a dumb cartoon for adults. It is like I thought it was like an Adult Swim thing, basically. But yeah. it's actually a fucking good show. It's a good show, and also DC Universe was severely underrated. 
Um, I don't love Titans. I especially the ending of last season was fucking I'm, awful. I'm so you know, but man. Doom Patrol is a fantastic show. I haven't watched it, but I've Swamp heard. Thing was so perfect and true to the character I and can't. used practical effects. Uh, such as yeah, which was its downfall. Basically, yeah, essentially cost a lot of money. But the show looked so good. If you're a fan of the mystical side of the DC universe, it was like a perfect introduction. You got Phantom Stranger cameo. They planned a whole thing to bring in Constantine, like he debuted in the comics. Uh-huh. Like, is that that was a fucking great show? They brought back Young Justice for some really nice episodes. Yeah, I'm. Tr- I keep debating because I haven't watched the the new Young Justice. Yeah. And I keep debating if I want to just rewatch Young Justice the whole, all together. Yeah. yeah, and then I start it and then i'm like yeah this was a show for kids yeah <laughs> for a little bit uh, for, we, it, it gets yeah uh, me and jess always say like a lot of those really good kid shows always started out like they're being watched by the adults yeah. and like 10 episodes later they just kind of do whatever the fuck they yeah. want by no season watching. two i remember that show being fucking like pretty yeah hardcore pretty dark and like most of the good dc cartoons like they just get a little dark like how many times you can still watch the animated series of batman like and it holds up just as good as any fucking show. It's truly a fucking amazing show. Yeah. Anyway. So that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to, man? Not much. Just chilling. All right, cool. That's my story. All right, that was the banter part of the podcast, apparently. <laughs> Got that out of the way. So So what do we want to do now? We want to talk about X Men? We're gonna talk about X Men. Now I have a complaint jumping in. Okay. Well that's always uh, a good way to I'm start. I'm already mad. You wanna to speak to the manager, right? Uh, yes. Here? Okay. Uh, my Karen haircut is flowing. It's coming in really nicely, <laughs> I gotta say. Um I felt like with almost every issue I read this week, like I missed an issue. Like, I was dropped in, and there's a character in the book that are acting like it's been there since last issue that I don't know. I only had that experience once with the exact thing that you're describing right now, but yeah. like otherwise, I didn't really feel like I was missing no? an issue All in right. between. We'll get to it then. All right. We'll see. So, we're starting off with Way of X, which is... It's kind of funny, because we're talking about two new books, Way of X and uh, X-Core later, and I feel like one I just care less and less about, and the other one, I'm really digging the concept. And Way of X is that one. I love the concept that he's evolving from saying, okay, I'm not building a religion, I'm building a culture yeah. and society, but also investigating all this stuff. And we're learning more about the current mindset of Legion, of David. And we start the story off with um, Lost, is her name, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lost is telling them a story. Uh, eventually, we get to seeing Lost is on Mars, where her powers aren't affecting people as much. And they kind of have to be like, hey, why'd you try and kill um, uh, Fabian? Fabian. So they're trying to figure it out. And we know that Fabian killed her family. And then we see Sand talk about how they didn't solve the problem with like dust storms on yeah. Mars. Yeah. And she's like, I'll just take care of it. And then we see her head is just part of this giant sandstorm. It's pretty cool looking. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool looking. Cut back to Earth. We have... Okay, this is where I felt like I missed this an is, issue. Yeah, yeah. I I did not know they brought back Gorgon either. So, like, is there something we didn't see? I no fans. If Wait, you maybe. know, honestly, this. maybe because they did. I mean, <clears throat> they kept mentioning that people came back different from other world, but I thought they, that means they were gonna stop doing. Like, it. That's what I thought too. Yeah. So, like, they did it for for Gorgon or like I don't. Yeah. So, fans, if there's a book like a miniseries we just didn't read for whatever reason, I'm maybe gonna, one of the crossover things. It definitely wasn't a miniseries. We would have seen that. But I like, mean, there's a few we didn't read. Com- it's gotta have been a, like a throwaway line and probably another book or something. Yeah. If you guys know, please uh, tweet at us because it's weird and kind of came out of nowhere. 
So for us, for us, yeah, we have Gorgon just like flying around the city. Not flying. Pick my words better in the DC in the Marvel (laughs) universe. Running around the city in the park, he's hearing everyone's thoughts and it's driving him crazy. And Fabian is just having a time like elevating his powers so it's even more concentrated on everyone talking in his head and making him go crazy. And Fabian is essentially trying to make Nightcrawler feel like shit, saying, well, you have a choice. You could let him turn everyone to stone. You can let him turn you into stone. Then you can die and be reborn. I'm sure that's fine with your religion because you're a religious guy. Like, just putting him in these shitty situations. And in the meantime... Because well, he's like, he's like, or you can take me with you. Like, it's yeah. just blackmailing him so that he doesn't take him to the council. Yeah. Um, actually, we'll get to the Legion story after. We'll cover okay. the Nightcrawler yeah. one first. Yeah. So eventually, Nightcrawler is like, when he sees Gorgon about to take off his mask, or take his, his yeah, his mask off, um, Nightcrawler says, oh, I'll do something different. And he'll intentionally fall into ice cream, making everyone laugh at him that he's a big dummy, and everyone's thinking happy thoughts, which also makes Gorgon happy. Yep. That's nice. I, that was like classic nightcrawler too like to just be the clown but also saving the day like yeah. that is tr- like the truest distillation of a of nightcrawler as a character that you could ever do in like two pages yeah it was really well done uh then he takes fabian says i'm not gonna bring you to the council i'm gonna bring you i believe he meant to lost yeah he bring, yeah i think so cut to the storyline with Legion talking to his dad. And again, one of the few times he takes off his helmet. Yeah. Which never goes well. No. <laughs> no, it did not. Holy fuck. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Before, in between this, we get the field notes of Dr. Nemesis when he was following Fabian. And just some of this stuff is fantastic and really worth the read. But I mainly love how he just kind of been like, eventually I stopped following him because I don't care. <laughs> He's an asshole, and sometimes an asshole is just an asshole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so we're in the bar, and they're talking, and I really love this conversation because now we know Legion's safety plan. If he's about to lose control, those two Zorns or Exorn, whatever, Zorn. will just blow up his head. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. Because I was wondering why I, I, these why guys are, are falling. Yeah. <laughs> I, I started wondering that, too. I thought, like, oh, they're all just chilling. And I'm like... No, they're like literally always with him. Yeah, just in case he goes crazy and they can mm-hmm. kill him. Or try to kill him, at least. Yeah. They're the best bet at killing him. And during all this, Xavier wants to know what he knows. But he doesn't want him to know because it involves him so much. It's an entity he, yeah. created from him. Yeah, he he wants him to know. He wants to. He finds out that Legion knows what's been haunting everybody in their dreams and, and trying to scratch away at everybody's fears and i really like how they cut in like everyone getting kind of angrier and and more like nervous in the bar like as they're building to this big reveal but also i feel like it would have been better if we didn't know it was onslaught yeah it would have been cool to for that splash page that you have over right now if we yeah. didn't know it was going to be onslaught already so it looks is onslaught main goal to take over xavier again i think we're gonna have to <coughs> i think we're gonna have to ride this one and find out buddy yeah i don't have any fucking clue <laughs> so eventually the whole bar is going crazy and legion tells both zorns to blow psychically blow everyone up essentially so i guess the infection wouldn't spread was that what's happening? Oh, just so he, yeah, so he wouldn't hurt anybody, basically. Like yeah. If, yeah. So good to know we can kill Xavier again. 
Remember the last time that happened? It was a whole big deal, and everyone went really crazy and sad. Yes. I feel like they won't talk about this again next week. Something's going to come. Are we sure that Xavier's dead, though? I assume. I thought he was holding a skull at the end. I don't necessarily. Yeah, yeah, he was holding a skull. Okay, yeah, it's next to the. I didn't see it was next to the. Yeah. Okay. And then the book ends with. No, wait. Okay. Legion is refusing to tell Xavier. Yeah. And so what does Xavier do as Legion's trying to walk away to make sure the situation doesn't turn bad? Dean's trying to like probe it from he his mind. He just takes it from his mind. Yeah. And that's why everyone... Go ahead and finish. Wait, everyone what? dies in the bar. Yes. Because Xavier I said that. took yeah, it. Yeah. Everyone, yeah everyone, no, you didn't, you didn't. I said they blew up everyone. But you didn't explain why they blew up everyone. <laughs> like, it, like Legion was being the hero. Like he was trying to save everyone. And it was Xavier's need to fucking control everything. Well, I, yeah, that I mean, I killed I took everyone it, in the room. I took it as like the because he was digging his brain, the infection was growing faster. No, it, it like it brought onslaught. Like just the presence of onslaught came and yeah. like just killed everyone. Uh, and it only happened because it allowed it to merge with Xavier again. Yeah. Okay. Which is why I didn't think for at first, but I. I I do, I do think it is now Xavier, which is why I thought maybe it wasn't Xavier. I figured maybe he like took off with Onslaught or something. Yeah. So this book ends with, if I'm understanding this correctly, Legion put a seed in his brain. Yes. A so, Cohen and Gates seed in his brain. So that, um, be, since the inside of his brain is basically just a world to unto itself. Yeah. Now mutants can literally go into his brain using a gate to keep them safe from onslaught. <laughs> that is how the book ends. Yeah. Like this book is fucking heavy as shit. It's, like, it's a lot. Right out the gate. Like that's four, we're four issues into this yeah. goddamn series. <laughs> that's how you keep me entertained. And, it, and the issue four ends with Legion putting a gate into his body and then on Mars, like they've yeah, they've, they've colonized Mars, like it's fucking nuts, man. These mutants are out of control. <laughs> How many you know X's? What? Oh, uh, four X's. Wow, really I like did, it. Yeah, I did four X's too. Yeah. Man. Um, I it, honestly, if I was a human on this planet, I'd be freaked the fuck. I would be a little concerned about mutants now. Like, it's one thing to want equality, but if I was a human, I would be like, do they want superiority? Yeah, <laughs> like, so, oh man. We, we, this is all because you all had to go fuck around for the last 60 years and <laughs> fucking lynch you know, mutants all the time. Now we're all going to be dead. If we just were nice to them for a little bit, Imagine we wouldn't have to worry about them taking over. We just over. treated them like people from the start. <laughs> None of this would be happening. Because if you're a regular person in the Marvel Universe, you just saw mutants terraform and take control of Mars and say it's the center of the galaxy. And they have an island like, full of millions of them that can give you medicine that you now need and are dependent on. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot they, happening. They, <laughs> and their powers. They got the Earth and now the solar system by the fucking balls. Yeah. Like, it's fucking nuts, man. And you're becoming dependent on them. Yeah. But in one form or another. Yeah. They, yeah. They're getting large sections of the galaxy as we see in one of the... Uh, oh, and, oh, no. It's one of this week's books. Did you read Sword yet? No. Okay. All right. Spoilers. I stopped talking. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have X Core. Yeah, let's yes. do X Core. Let's get this one out of the way. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, do you guys want to see the best? Uh, someone trying to do Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, <laughs> like art wise too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
our book centers on two things. It centers on the launch of new technology that's basically going to form like a new broadband service for the whole yes. world. Yeah, another way to make everyone reliant on Xcore. Uh, yeah. They basically want to become the Amazon of, of of the mutant world, which you know. But they also because mm-hmm. I was a little confused. Were they also trying to make a new energy? I think they were tapping into an energy that was there and like somehow manipulating it with okay. their soul with their yeah so as they're trying to exploit later on as as madrick who is a genius scientist and like absorbs all the knowledge of every other one he has he's been working on this project with all these duplicates and one of the things they do is more mute, mutant magic they get all the solar based power people together like sunspot and bishop and everybody and that is supposed to shoot that whatever they shoot up into the ionic sphere is supposed to then brought create the broadband yeah so that's one plot (laughs) (laughs) and this the second plot involves uh warren who i guess turned back to his normal self because i didn't see mastermind anywhere yeah well it's only when he gets like hulk angry yeah like i forgot that he can it it goes away like i I forgot he doesn't stay like that not like it was before yeah exactly and so and then um so he and Monet are at like a trade show where they're going to make this announcement and launch it at the same time. And before they do that, though, they both take a stroll through the tech talk and the tri- uh, trinary Sophia, whose code name I don't honestly know if she has one. Um, and and uh, Monet go to a talk that's all about women in business, and Monet is scoffing at it because. She's like, this is bullshit feminism. They're just putting us in a fucking corner. Yeah, well, so we don't. Yeah, which I kind of like the idea. Like, yeah, it's probably. Yeah, no, it's one hundred percent correct. And yeah, yeah, Teeny Howard's the author, so I'm (laughs) pretty sure she understands what it's like. Um, And yeah, so at one point she ends up going to a meeting with a top-ranking lady CEO of um, one of their rival companies. And they're having a very tense conversation because this lady has te- has teamed up with our Nazi friends at Fenris, uh, the the von Struckers or just yes. the Struckers, whatever they go by now. Yeah. Um, and she's like, "Listen, you're doing business with literal Nazis. I don't under I don't want to talk to you." But I and she basically at one point Monet says, "Stop doing business with them." Or I'm going to take down your whole fucking government because like she or not government her your business because she tries to like telepathically get in this woman's head and when she does that this company has created like a deflector so it basically like bounces back and hits Monet which turns her into penance and she ends up chasing this lady away (laughs) pretty scary looking pretty scary looking and so Trinary and Sophia are like oh fuck something's gone wrong Monet and they find security footage of Monet chasing this woman down so they go to find Warren in the meantime turns out Penance was or Monet was in control of Penance the, Penance the whole time she just wanted to scare this woman into not doing business with Fenris <laughs> and uh, as she's walking away from the situation the woman or Monet is the woman says oh you by the way, my company's also been working on this new injectable that basically uh, kills all your mutant powers. And she sneaks up behind Monet and jabs it into her neck. 
Yeah, she went super villain real fast. Real quick. But remember, she justified but, it. But also, she's doing business with the Nazis, so yeah. she was, you know, always but, a villain. But remember, she justified saying, like, not as many humans like you as you like to oh, think. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, you don't really have a lot of the clout you think you have. Yeah. Like, people are mad at you. And saying mutants that don't want to be mutants, that want to suppress their abilities, yeah. and we're going to corner that market. Yeah. And then brings out a syringe, which yeah. is like, okay, she said suppress. So it's like a take That's away true. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not gone forever. And so, because the X Force would shut that shit down, <laughs> Beast would Beast would commit full on genocide before he let that happen. Right he, now. just to be on the safe side, just kill all white women. The, like, yeah, oh, like, yeah, I don't know which one it was, but we're gonna get them all now. <laughs> um, and so, when Trinary and Sophia find where Penance was, and this lady's coming out of the room, they're like, "Get out of the way! Do you know where she is?" She's like. I wish I could tell you. And they walk into the room where she just <laughs> suppressed her powers and knocked her out. And she's gone and there's a giant hole in the roof. So I yeah. don't fucking know what happens here. Nobody does. Nope. And while that's happening and Monet is missing, Warren is, it's now time to announce the, uh, the new product and Warren's there by himself, but something goes wrong. The Jamie's are, are hard at work at this thing and, and so hard at work that Jamie Prime didn't even have time to go see his son's first steps on his own, so he sends a duplicate, which we all know how this is going to end. Yeah. As long as he can absorb this duplicate, he'll retain the memories of his child's first steps, like he was there. Data, as he or data, as he calls it. <laughs> and so while while that's happening, while the duplicate is doing his parental duties, I was like, keep in mind, right before that, he said, "I can't trust a dupe to do such vital things." Yes. Oh, that's and a good point. That's gonna come back. That's yeah, gonna come back to bite him in the ass. That's a real good thing to say uh, about your family. Yeah. Um. So anyway, he is now can focus on getting this thing to work. Like I mentioned before, all the solar powered people are gonna shoot this fucking thing, and as they start shooting their energy, and it's supposed to be blasting enough heat into the ionosphere. Uh, Jamie realizes he made a bad calculation and a vent it needs to be open in order to release enough heat but the closest one to it before the whole thing would blow up happens to be the, the duplicate that was coming back with the data of his son's first <laughs> steps and he's like oh I'll take care of that I'll open that vent and by opening the vent it fucking burns him to death and in that time there was enough going wrong that the thing didn't launch the way it was supposed to and now X-Core looks shitty Again. Shitty again. They look like they have a failed product now. Yeah. And, uh, oh, also, Jamie no longer has the memory of his, his son's first walking and has a very pissed off wife now. Yeah. And that's how our book ends. Monet's missing. Jamie's <laughs> marriage is in jeopardy. And Warren looks like a douchebag on the stage. Yeah. So, also, side note, I didn't read all of Peter David's X Factor run. Mm. So, I had no idea that she was married and had a kid with Jamie. Do you know who this character mm. is? Uh, I, I yeah, I know she is a character. I don't remember much about her. She's though. the little girl from House of M. That's right. Fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then she was trapped in the days of future, past, mm-hmm. future, and then grew up there and now. then came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know. And yeah, it's weird. I just didn't know that was her. Yeah, yeah. For a while, but uh, yeah. So this book, these are all somewhat interesting stories that I don't give a fuck about. That's fair. I just don't care. How many X's did you give it? Two. I gave it four. I really, really? enjoy it. I really enjoy this book. I literally gave you that entire summary without looking really at the book. So I really enjoy this one. Uh, it's just, it's, I'm not, I'm not, it's not fully clicking. Like, 
that they're really good at endings and everything in between. I don't give a fuck about. Yeah, I. It's definitely not my favorite book, yeah. but I, I'm digging. I'm. I like the characters enough because you know I really like Monet from you know Gen X days, and Warren is always fun to have around, and. It, I like fucking like business espionage type. You know, like it's it's pretty fun. It's it's an interesting comic to me because it, it's not what you think of when you think of a superhero book. And I that is true. And I score has always done that too. Yeah. It's always been a different kind of book when they're an investigation book with Peter David mm. or an action oriented book in the nineties. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Next up, we have Marauders, the always reliable Marauders, old faithful, old faithful. Um, this also has a thing where I feel like did I miss an issue? When we're talking about the little girl that the cuckoos messed with her head? No, that, that was in a... They... When they took down that Veneris or whatever the fuck that... The four kids? The, the kid group. The yeah. kid Hellfire group, basically. Yeah. They took her, basically, and, like, wiped her brain. Oh, I must have... Like, that's it what was, I, was, it was, I think it was, like, they took her hostage or something <laughs> like that. Like, it was basically their way of being like, nope, we're done. Okay. We so ended I, you. I so, yeah. All right, so <clears throat> the news is talking about all the crazy things that happened at the Hellfire Gala. Not oh, knowing right, right off the bat, remember last time when we were talking about the X Men book, we were like, "Oh, the one guy who was just about to go to Mars and yeah. do the same thing the mutants were going to do, but the mutants did it." And I, you and I were both talking about how like. Okay, so all that was happening in secret because, like, the mutants otherwise yeah. would know about it. Oh no, everyone knew about it. Like, he's reporting. Like, the mutants still did it. It was obviously public knowledge, and the mutants are still like. I feel a little more bad. Now's for our time, right? Like, it's, it makes him slightly more sympathetic. I, I mean, you do know that he's literally murdering clones that he continually makes now, yeah. so that's not cool. Not but, cool. You know, but he, someone pushed him. But somebody pushed him, <laughs> and that somebody was fucking Magneto. <laughs> so we have the news talking about all the weird shit that happened there. And then mentioning how they hope no more news comes out of Krakoa. <laughs> while, while showing the Scarlet Witch dead. Yes. So that would be uh, interesting. And for me, I'm like, I'm in my comic, a giant ad next to it for the trial of Magneto. Oh, nice placement. Nice <laughs> yeah, placement. Yeah, very, very nice. Um, then we cut to Emma, just kind of like after party, just like, ugh, tired. Trying to see like, hey, now it's time to chill. But then we cut to, as you mentioned... One of the little Hellfire kids, crazy on the beach, and this. But well, I like this scene because Emma basically calls them telepathically, like, "Girls, why aren't you home yet? You've been partying all night after the gala, and they're still on Mars having a good time." They're like, "All right, fine, we'll come home," and they just walk from Mars. Oh yeah, to, yeah. And like it's just such a funny fucking like, just. A, a normal trope in a thing like oh the kids are staying out late they gotta come home and that's they run into this thing they gotta do, like. But it's from Mars to here. Like, it's yeah, so it's, fucking it's, silly. I love I, that, it. That's kind of one of those things I'm I'm waiting for in the book where they lose all of this. Yeah. The more comfortable they get with being yeah, able to travel. super comfortable, man. And to die yeah. and to travel and all these things, all these luxuries they have right now. They're yeah. very much getting ready to take, get taken for granted. I know. Like, that, in, way of, lose it. in way of X, after everyone dies, I, don't, I can't remember if we mentioned it, but Le, uh, David, that's right, he doesn't want to be called Legion. David was like, well... Uh, tell the five they're gonna have to cancel their dinner plans because we got a lot of people to bring back now. Like yeah. it's just like, oh well, I, we accidentally killed everyone in the Green Lagoon, but eh, we'll bring them back. Bring and- back. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's gonna be hard one day to go back to like the, the mansion and like like unless it's like a big, which is possible, a big reboot of the whole Marvel universe. Yeah, you can't just go back to like the X Mansion. <laughs> 
and like solving a mission and fighting a sentinel right? like you can't it, it's these the stakes have been raised so fucking high that like, like where do you go hickman like made a continuity where like all right you can't just erase it easily what do you like you're writing yourself in a corner if you're trying to erase everything i'm making right now so we have emma go to the quiet council room and we see sebastian standing there really happy like hey we made it i guess they made a deal like after the hellfire gala i get to fucking walk again yeah i get to. i'm not not gonna be a vegetable sitting in the chair anymore so does that mean like he died and got resurrected or they just gave him some cure or whatever for what i assumed a cure okay yeah um because also if he's resurrected i guess that'll be a while he's on the council that's got to be like number one priority so he wants to talk about bringing back his wife which has like emma just go uh, all right, let's talk about this. <clears throat> so we go into story time. Actually, first let's uh, go over the story with the little Hellfire girl. Um, yeah, this is a fucking tragic one, man. I don't have a great memory. Do you want to mention this? Yeah, I'll, okay, I'll talk My about this. A little part. rusty on this one. Yeah, you you take the Sebastian Shaw part. So yeah, you you talk about oh boy, your one of your favorite characters as you've been on Listen, on Mike saying you talk about his story. They're bad guys for a reason. They are bad guys for a reason. Um, okay, so the the little Hellfire uh, lady. You <laughs> should know her names. I don't remember her. Listen, name. it doesn't help. They're all blondes, and like I, I was really confused. Who could be? Who who might be the new a new cuckoo? Yeah. Um, so the cuckoos find her basically on the beach. She had a dead puffin in her arms, and they're like, "Oh fuck! I thought we cured her from her like bloodlust." And they're like, "Oh no, we went too far. She can like feel everything now, <laughs> and so like she's just crying at every dead." animal she sees because she's remembering every fucking animal and thing that she's tortured and killed because she was a fucked up little girl and so they're like oh well we broke it and to parallel with what story you're about to tell they're like so what do we do now do we just walk away do we just (laughs) wipe her brain completely and they're like no we help her because that's what our mother taught us to do when there's a, a woman who needs help we help and then that ties in basically to uh, so what happened? Oh, yeah. So what they do in order to help her, they unlock. They basically take her back to what triggered her to be the monster, the little monster kid she became, mm. and it was her father's sexual abuse of her. And so, in order to like get her closure, the cuckoos are like, "Oh yeah, no, we we know where he is. He's in London. You want to go see him?" And they <laughs> and they just take this little bloodlust girl to like. I'm fairly certain they're going there to kill him, and yeah. that's like how she's going or to like get destroy her closure, his brain. or put him in some kind of weird yeah. loop in his brain. Yeah. So like the cuckoos are helping, but in a in a very cuckoo way, yeah. which you'll see where they learned it from. <laughs> so, in like you said, in parallel to that. Almost like how things don't change, like abusive men and uh, mm-hmm. women who need, need who need help. Yep. Um, we have Sebastian really confused, like, "What the fuck you mean? My wife isn't dead? What's what's going on, guys?" Uh, I really love what they do here, also, where like the art changes, almost like a classic style art, mm-hmm. to talk about what happened in the past. The Hellfire Club. So basically, the Hellfire Club had mutants and humans. All all matters what if you're rich. But um, Emma and a lot of the members of the club felt that humans were eventually going to betray him anyway. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, what's her actual name? Sebastian's wife? 
lords, but spelled very. This is weird. <laughs> spelled very. Weird. Sebastian's wife. So I don't. Were they necessarily married though? I'm not sure. It was his lover. Yeah, maybe. yeah. I'm not really sure they were technically married. Um, you find out. Shocker. Sebastian beats her when she gets annoying in his eyes. Uh, Which or is just all the time. yeah, or just for fun or whatever. And she's because basically saying, upset. "I need a way out. Mm-hmm. I need help." And she kind of tells her, "No, like." It's not really my problem. Just, you know, smile and deal with it in a way. Yeah. <clears throat> Which sucks. But then they're attacked by Sentinels and she decides to take advantage of this and to let everyone in the Hellfire Club see what she wants them to see, which is her dying because she knew that would kick off the other members' rage and to get revenge. And it is kind of funny, like, how mad Sebastian is. After before, he was just choking her. Yeah. Yeah. And he remembers it. <laughs> perfect narcissistic way he remembers it as none of this he doesn't yeah. he doesn't remember it as a violent thing he doesn't remember tr- like she's literally sh- telling him things that he didn't know didn't want to remember about himself and then like you said things that she literally just made him think were true yeah so he remembers saying goodbye to his lovely wife and holding her and swearing revenge on the human members and humans and making the hellfire club about mutants but you find out that was all a lie. And I love this picture of, like, she's saying, like, hey, that kicked off a whole thing where we just killed the fuck out of a whole room of humans. Like, mm-hmm. this red picture with only the four members at the time of the Hellfire Club yeah. just killing a whole room full of people. And, like, that scene of Emma, like, in, like, the shower and you see, like, all the blood by her feet and everything. Like, that, it gets real visceral real like, quick. Emma was a bad person well, she, was, she was a bad yeah. she was a bad person yeah and in the meantime we see she emma's actually taking her to a friend that can give her a new identity and that friend is wilson fisk the <laughs> kingpin which i loved i loved it and it's pretty cool basically she says hey she can she has a cool power she can teleport and help you get whatever you want and he's like i don't i don't really need that i want you to keep doing favors for me which is fuck with people's brains yes and we don't really know what she whose brain was messed with. I feel like that's going to come back too. It sounds like a, a few people. It sounds like she yeah. was more or less for a while also a hit a, a mental hitman for the kingpin. Yeah, and she kind of well, I I loved how cold she was because she kind of just says like she's not saying this in a remorseful way. No, not at all. She's like this is worth it. Yeah, doing that got you to go to point A to point B, mm-hmm. and now look what we have. And Krakoa is worth any of it. Yeah, like almost. She might as well said like, "I wouldn't change a damn thing." And she did. She basically did tell <laughs> basically. Him that, Yeah, she's like, "The this woman got away from you and got her freedom, and I got what I needed out of you." Yeah, very bluntly. And Sebastian just kind of looks depressed. <laughs> like, I, like even though we just saw a page where he beats his girlfriend, mm-hmm. like we also see a page where it's just like this sucks. Yeah. Like it's like I feel bad for the guy too. So we'll see how he reacts to that. And then it ends with a letter to the Quiet Council from Bishop hmm. that no matter what they do Nimrod will turn on and yeah. we should get ready well it is on it is on it is on yeah. and he's like uh, guys we need to do something because yeah. remember I'm from the Nimrod reality uh, I don't like this guy <laughs> I know how bad this can get yeah. and that is the end of Marauders number 22 and I gave it four X's I also gave it four X's yeah it's a good issue learned about characters I didn't even know I needed to learn about yeah and you remember it was a couple Marauder issues ago maybe it was even the very last one they had yeah, that classic no they had at the end of the issue they had that classic Claremont oh, yeah, yeah, comic yeah, yeah. That, which was that scene which was yeah. that so it was pretty cool that they 
went ahead and gave us that knowledge beforehand. Yeah, at least try to because I didn't yeah. read that. Well, but. I did. <laughs> uh, okay, so now that moves us to... I guess I'm covering the Teeny Howard books today because that moves us to <laughs> Excalibur number 22. Well, if you like her so much. I, I do. I like her. Yeah, she's a good writer. So the book opens with Excalibur and fucking Beast <laughs> in the Blyce world, which is in Otherworld. And to remind you, it came up in X of Swords. The Blyce world is where... Uh, basically it's the lawless place where all the like most rare and, and crazy shit is mm. and so like it's guarded and no one's really allowed there or they shouldn't be there and that's where they are because Beast is collecting some samples and about. there's a sheriff and, and demon looking creatures who are like hmm what are these witch breed doing in, uh, in Blythe they're not supposed to be here and she's got like this classic like because it's fucking otherworld she's got this classic like I'm the sheriff in this here parts and like it's like <laughs> fucking classic Excalibur and uh, Gambit hears the gun click from far away because he's fucking Gambit and cause he, duh cause duh and the bullet is traveling which again because it's Excalibur the bullet is like traveling like all like wanted like Angelina Jolie's wanted style <laughs> um, and so but before it could kill uh, Remy or whoever is being shot at, Remy turns around and like does his fuck, like literally catches it out of thin air and blows it up because, because <laughs> why not? Because why not? Um, and so the sheriff then comes around and she's like, you can't, you're not supposed to be here. Even if you are, cause you know, Captain Britain, she's like, even if you are Captain Britain, you can't be taking stuff from here. And she's like, Beast is like, I'm not taking anything. I promise. I'm just running the data here, and I'm just going to take the data. This is going to stay. <laughs> and she's like, uh, fine. I don't know what data means. She's but... like, all right, fine. And she lets them go. And in the meantime, uh, Pete Wisdom is is reborn because at the end of the last Excalibur issue, he was sacrificed by the that coven that hates mutants. Oh yeah, yeah. So that they could free Morgan Le Fay. And so he's resurrected, um, and he didn't have a memory of what happened because he hadn't backed up. And so when he finds out, it kind of like really fucking freaks him out. And, oh, no, that's what he finds out. He finds out that he has to stay at Kirkoa because mutants are no longer allowed in the United Kingdom. Like oh, they, yeah. They are, they or at least, yeah. So like the he, treaty is not there anymore. Yeah, he's like, he screams no because he can't go home anymore. So... Anyway, so we we get we get to a scene in the Citadel where um, Merlin has brought some some business to the council members, and he's basically saying the Citadel has has let this witch breed go too far. That's he's, enough. That's enough. He's like we, one of them is Captain Britain now. Uh, a couple of them were mucking about in my castle not too long ago. Meaning, oh, like, Car yeah, no, the Karma and when Karma and oh, Danny were there. Yeah, yeah. He's like, they're mucking around here. We got them this, that, and the other. And he's like, we got to stop this shit. You don't have any control. You don't have any control. Merlin's being a real dick. And so when he leaves, Saturnine is like, so Captain Britain, you got to go take care of that, right? Like, he's clearly just threatening me. She's like, no. I, he, if something else happens, we'll go take care of it. It sounds like what he's doing is threatening mutants. So I'm going to go handle it as a mutant thing. <laughs> but I don't think anything... Is happening as you, far as you go yet and so basically it turns into this like no i'm not going to do anything but i kind of have to because i 
he's threatening mutants too and so at the end of it Saturn is like I knew you'd make the right choice and defend me and she's like, fucking <laughs> shit I'm not defending you I'm defending mutants and so there's a part I don't really understand um, Pete Wisdom brings back some characters I don't know like some task force that existed he like pulls their resurrection files they are agents of strike do you know anything? that sounds familiar yeah Can I see a picture and so he he has the uh, the five bring them back because he's gonna use them somehow to like infiltrate Britain. I think like he's, he's trying to get mutants. I feel back. like I could easily be wrong. I, I recognize the name. I feel like that might be like a mutant, a British mutant task force. Probably. Kind of thing. I mean, it, it would make sense given that. That's yeah. What, yeah. So so that's basically the end of Pete Wisdom's story. So we go to Excalibur, sneaking into Merlin's palace to find out what he's up to. And before that, you get a data page of um, Sean and Danny writing a letter to, to Betsy, or no, to all of Excalibur, to be like, okay, so here's what we learned in the Holy Republic of Fae. And they tell her all about like Merlin's adventures there. And like, he was holding a lot of people prisoner. I thought Merlin was, was supposed to be a cool guy. I don't know why he's so mean anymore. Like, they're like, if you need help, let us know. <laughs> it's a really funny letter. And so Excalibur is, breaks into, again, with, with Gambit's help, because they're breaking in somewhere. It's Gambit, yeah. This is a this is I I think this is why I love this episode. This is a Gambit heavy issue of, yeah. of Excalibur. Um, so they break into Merlin's chambers and they find um, this well where they hear voices coming out of like this weird well of of mystical shit. Sure. But that's when they get busted by Merlin, and he's about to fucking like kill them when Richter says. Mm, going down and he basically causes the floor to collapse underneath them and they go all the way down Merlin's big ass tower <laughs> That's pretty cool. into a subway under the under the tower into which Gambit says all aboard the Gambit train and then he literally uses his power on the rail to like basically fire up the rail to with electricity basically so it propels that's the how that works. train yeah, that's how yeah works. exactly yeah, yeah. he propels the train forward and calls it the, the gambit train <laughs> oh man and so that's how they escape merlin and then it, the book ends with merlin being mad as hell and he's like well i'm gonna have to bring in my big gun and he goes and he has a guy locked in a cage who doesn't remember who he is and then mm. he touches his forehead and all of a sudden he remembers that he's arthur <laughs> Oh, so that's how the book ends. Oh Mer- shit! Merlin has uh, King Arthur locked in a fucking cage. That's pretty cool. So I gave this one, story-wise, three. Gambit-wise, gotta be five stars. <laughs> <laughs> three stars, but now two more for Gambit. Two more for, for Remy LeBeau, baby. All right, all right. Very cool, very cool. All right, guys. Uh, we're getting dangerously close to our fiftieth episode it is it is dangerous because i got i got some more movies to watch yes if you guys don't know for our 50th episode we're gonna review every x-men movie well ranking them, i should say not review them yeah, yeah. We're gonna, we, we don't we, have time to review no them. no we're gonna rank them our own separate personal rankings and talk about what we do and don't love about the x-men fox era movies and also we have some big announcements for the future of the podcast because we've been doing great but we do even better if you subscribed we know you're listening we know you're listening out there we want you Chad to subscribe. I know you're listening specifically. Yes. So subscribe. In those minds, 
deep in the mines, tell the other miners. I think he, he has subscribed. I think that guy's subscribed. He's subscribed, but he has to tell the other miners uh, to subscribe also. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we have the big 50 episode. Cannonball would want you to do it for his father. <laughs> we, we have some great announcements for you guys, some things to show you. You'll see what we mean on the 50th episode. And yeah, can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be a really exciting time for the pod and yeah, for Krakoa Radio. Yeah, Krakoa Radio is going to be taking off, man. Taking off. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, until then, guys, I've been your primary host, Nick. You can find me at Madman3005. Josh. I guess as your fucking duplicate, I've been... <laughs> I've uh, you can find me on Twitter at fucking uh, Xbrarian. It's librarian with an X. We'll find out the status of Josh oh. in a matter of two weeks. Oh, you'll find out the status. <laughs> you know what, motherfuckers? We'll see you next time. What? This has been a Krakoa Radio production.